Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I'm going to be interviewing my former business coach, Elizabeth Salazar, and we're going to talk about how to believe in things before they are true. Before we get into that, I want to share my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is going to be in the show notes below. Also, the link for the waitlist for the next coaching program starting in October from Dating to Exclusive is also below. So if you want me to teach you how to go from dating to exclusive and give you the exact process and go through that process with a group of growth-oriented women, make sure you get on the waitlist. We sold out last time, so you can get early bird access once you get on the waitlist and you'll also get a $200 discount code for when you apply during the early bird stages. All right, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Amber, for having me. So first of all, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and what your work is in the world? Yeah. So I am a business and mindset coach. I help coaches build businesses. And so often that means teaching them how to manage and use their minds, right? Because nobody ever teaches us. We have this brain and here's how it works and here's how you create with it. Um, and that's, that's a big piece of it, right? There's, there's the strategy and there's all that stuff to building a business, but there's also a big component of it, how we use our mind. And that's what I do. Yeah. And so, um, your relation to me is that you were my business coach a few years ago and you were the person who helped me, um, go from like part-time kind of a few clients here and there to really take off like within six months. Yes. And I just want to tell everybody. When Amber first joined this program, I did, she, the very first thing she said was, can you help me be more confident in my business? Because she knew she was really confident in dating and she knew she was confident in so many other things, but it's like, she was still building that confidence in dating. And I remember I answered you and I was like, yeah, you can actually probably do it before we even start. I was like, here's some things to answer. And I remember you came back and you were like, great. I'm, I'm already more confident. And I just, that stood out to me as being so cool that you would want that and that you would be clear about how you were going to go into that space and you just got it. Yeah. I remember during the first session, one of the things that you taught me was that I am a neutral circumstance Mm. and I was like, mind blown, (laughs) like what? (laughs) And that was a big thing with the confidence as well, because I had a lot of thoughts about myself and my abilities. And I was thinking I was describing things like, yeah, this is just, these are my capabilities. This is where I'm lacking. And you taught me, no, you are a neutral circumstance. And then you get to choose what you think about yourself on purpose. So yeah, even from the first session, I felt like something just broke open in me by working with you. Um, So one of the main tools that you gave me, which I'll actually just share my experience with it. So you have a tool called the daily thought work. So I started listening to your podcast and then I got your uh, daily thought work and I started doing that before we work together, which is how I knew that I have to work with you because my results in business started blowing up and I started to feel so different. And it was so powerful that I would actually go to work my job at the time an hour early so that in the dark, 
<laughs> so that I could do the daily thought work before I went to my job because my business was my biggest priority at the time. So um, tell us a little bit about what the daily thought work is. Yeah. So the daily work is, I think it's like five questions. And I mean, when I think about when I created it, I was I wanted to make, I wanted to hit a big goal. So it's, it's designed to refine and focus your mind on a big goal. And for me, it was a goal that I'd never hit before. It's, I never, it was beyond even my mind at that point, which was to create $9,000 in a single month. And I had never done that in my business. The most I'd ever created in a month was like 3000. And that was like the month before. So I, I used this work. And so the very first question of it is just to remember your goal because Mm -hmm when we think about using our mind, what I have, when I looked back at the past, one of the things I realized was sometimes I forgot I had a goal mm-hmm. and it was easy to just like focus on so many other things and forget, like, there's this thing I want, there's this direction I'm taking myself. And so the first question of the daily work is remembering your goal. And then it's not just remembering the goal, but it's feeling it in a state of possibility. Because when we think about the future, it's just blank. There is nothing there. And yet our minds fill it in with the worst case scenario. It's like, um, yeah, I'm sure with dating, it's like, if it's possible that the future is blank, it's like, yeah, I'm probably never going to meet anyone and (laughs) everything's going to stay the same. Whereas it's also possible that you meet the most amazing person and that relationship comes together. And it's like, for whatever reason, our brain's like, let's focus on it now. So the daily work is about feeling that possibility. And it's like that little thing reminds your mind, here's what the goal is. Here's what's also possible for the future. And it just gets you into that state of like directing everything about your day into that space. Mm. And you also mentioned that one thing our brain likes to do is focus on what's not possible and how it's going to suck and how it's going to be terrible. Why does our brain do that? <laughs> I I mean, the only thing I can think of is just, it's safer, right? Like we're just negative. Yeah. And so whenever somebody else is negative with me, I'm just like, yep, I know my brain tells me really negative things too. And I think the more we talk about it, it's like, because nobody teaches us how to use our brains. They don't teach us. There's these habits and patterns of the mind and so when your mind does it, nothing has gone wrong. Cause that's actually what I love about group coaching mm. is that you get to hear everybody's thoughts and your aha is, oh my gosh, we're all thinking the same thoughts. Nothing is wrong with me. Mm. And then when other people create different results or they think different thoughts, you're like, wait a minute, maybe I can do that too. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about coaching that we to give our clients. Yeah. And so why do we have to focus so much on changing our thoughts and our emotions why can't we just do this stuff? Like we know what to do, or maybe our friend went online and then she met some people and she did these action steps. Why can't we just copy her action steps? <laughs> yeah. I mean, lots of people try it. I'm sure they do it in dating do, but that's the number one thing. People come to me in business and they're like, I'm doing the same stuff that other people are doing. And the reality is, I think if we look at it really granularly, um, let's, let's keep it in the dating realm. Let's say someone's like, well, so-and-so met someone on a dating app. I'm doing the same stuff, but it's not working for me. Therefore, right. We make our own conclusions. Something's wrong with me. I need a different app. There's no good men, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when our thoughts are shaped intentionally and we re-remember them because they're going to be forgotten, it's what you do after that, that's going to change. Because when you use that app and you're like, 
I don't, I can't find anybody. This isn't working. The person who's going to be the most successful because they keep like focusing on their thoughts, they're going to be like, okay, so do I need to add a different route? Like they're going to feel better first of all, but their mind is going to solve the problem more creatively. They're going to be like, here's what I want. I want to find a life partner. I want to find a whatever, somebody to date. And they're just going to keep coming at that problem from every different angle they can, but it's going to feel lighter and it's going to feel easier and more fun versus when you're like, I'm doing all these things and it's not working. It creates this sense of like being defeated and hopeless. And that drudgery of it then changes where you're like, if I have to feel that way, I don't even want to keep trying. And I mean, then when you think about how our minds make it mean things, it typically makes it mean something's wrong with us. Yeah. And I just think there's enough women who we think there's something wrong with us that, you know, it's like, I see it so much and there's nothing wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And our brain will just keep suggesting that. And we have to teach it. No, like I haven't found somebody, not because something's wrong with me, but because I'm still like, I'm learning how, like I think about um, when who we are matches up with someone that we don't want. It's like, nope, something's still not wrong with me. I just want to change a few things about me to match up with someone that I would prefer. And oh, that's a really interesting way to look at it for dating as well. Yeah. Still doesn't mean something's wrong with me. Nope. I'm just not resonating with the quality of person that I'm wanting to draw in. Yeah. Because then we get to look at it honestly. We get to be like, because I I think about like people who are kind of crazy they attract kind of crazy people, (laughs) but like, we're all crazy. If we're honest, we're like, if anybody ever said women are crazy, I'm like, no, you're right. I've met myself. I am crazy sometimes, but we look at ourselves and if we can just be honest, like, oh, I have these things I do. I have these patterns. I have these habits. And we're just in this range of, it's like, if we keep attracting really unhealthy people, there's something in us that's unhealthy and that they like And we're just like, when we change that, we then have control over ourselves and we have control over that relationship. And that just feels so much better than thinking all the men are awful and there aren't good people. And it's like, no, I can just change me. Yeah. And I also, in terms of um, one thing you said was approaching the problem creatively and from all these different angles, usually when we're just in the action mindset, we tend to be doing the same things over and over again because that's what's supposed to be working. Yes. Like, well, she did that and I'm doing that. So eventually this has to work. Instead of what we do with the daily work is we make these little 1% shifts in the way that we're thinking and feeling. And it slightly changes the way that we approach people, opportunities, dating in general. Um, And also in terms of changing our mindset. One thing that you taught me as well and that we did in the program was um, you talked about fun as a business strategy, like doing things just for fun. Like what would be fun to try? Like, what do I want to do? And that led me to so many great ideas that I never had before in business that led to this exponential growth while we were working together. Um, Like, for example, I don't do it anymore. People keep messaging me on Instagram (laughs) asking for it. But one of the ideas I had was like, oh, maybe I'll just do like little 15 minute free sessions with people because that's fun for me. That's like I get to meet the people who are listening to the podcast and I get to coach more. It's just like fun. Um, And then so many of those people were like, I need a consult after this. 
which led to me having like 30 consults in a month. And then I had to quit all my jobs. And that's when I went full-time into the business. So yeah, um, I think that's such a great point, Amber, in there that you say like making fun, the priority, because kind of the way you were saying it is like when you're not enjoying it and you're thinking it should work and you just keep doing the same actions. When I think about that with dating, it's like what I see in business is people latch onto this way of doing it, thinking there's just one way. And I'm sure they do that in dating where they're like, I have to do it this one way. And like the fun can be explained as just, you find the things that are fun to you. Like if you don't want to go to a speed networking dating, don't do it. Even if 12 people found their partners that way, you don't like it. Don't do it. If they, I mean, whatever it is. And it's like, when you just allow yourself to be open to, there's so many ways to do it. Which ones do I want to do? It's like, but it comes, it has to come with that belief that there are, there's someone out there I'm capable, like, I'm like a good person too. And like, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, there's a point in the future where like, we're together and this is done and this is all worth it. Yeah. So what have you seen with clients that can get in the way of them believing or changing their mindset over time? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably a lot of things, but I think the number one thing is like when people struggle, they struggle to believe that everything that's in their mind is a thought. Mm. And so when we don't, and I mean, when I think about this, I have thoughts about thoughts. I'm sure I taught you this, but it's like, I'm just constantly reminding myself because it's that like, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's like where you have thoughts, but you watch your own thoughts (laughs) meta. I think that's what it is. And it's like, you have to keep thinking I have thoughts. Otherwise you just like get wrapped into your own thoughts and you think they're true. And so if I, if I think about what stops people, it's where they think all their thoughts are true and they never test them against, does this create what I want? Mm -hmm. Because every thought it's like, it's just going to create a result. And so when we think about some thoughts, they sound innocent and, or true, like, men are awful, right? There's some set of women who are like, they just believe certain things about entire groups of people Mm -hmm. and they think it's true. They think it's helpful. And like when we're willing to question all of it, when we're willing to look at it thought by thought and say, does this create what I want? And you look at what it's created already. And so I think that makes it the hardest is there's not that skill at separating it out and questioning it and like being willing to get rid of anything. Cause sometimes I see a thought and I'm like, Nope, definitely not going to think like that just doesn't work for me. I'm going to, I'm going to think something else or I like have to do work on it. Cause my brain keeps offering it to me. But I think that's one of the things that makes it the hardest. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think so. One thing that came up for me before I worked with you and before I found the daily work was I would try to do self-coaching. Like all coaches talk about self-coaching, self-coaching, self-coaching. And I was trying my best to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, something wasn't clicking with like changing a thought. So it was like, okay, here's my negative thought. I see that. I know it's not serving me. I know it's not creating the result that I want. Yeah. And then, okay, here's the better thought that I know would be better if I <laughs> would think this, but something is missing from getting from here to there. Yeah. And just writing down more positive thoughts or finding more positive thoughts was not working And I think for me, what was getting in the way was I thought I was supposed to just be able to flip like from one. Okay. I know the positive thought, like now believe it hard, like try. 
And I thought believing was about trying hard to Mm. think new thoughts and just like put them in my brain and like, this is what I'm supposed to think. And what helped me and what the daily work taught me was it's like, believe it 1%. And then tomorrow you believe it 2%. And then over time you believe it more and more until it's just who you are and how you think. Yeah. Um, And so the daily process of like going and getting into the feeling state was what helped me. Mm -hmm. And then that's also what I tell clients is when I present new ideas to them, like men want relationships, which is a really hard one (laughs) for people. Men are amazing. Um, Then you don't have to believe me a hundred percent. I would never expect that of you, but find the part of you that believes it 1% and that will slowly grow over time. Yeah. And when I think about that, the other thing I like to do is find thoughts we actually believe. Mm. And it's like sometimes, and and there's two angles of this one is I currently believe it. And the other might be like, Amber believes this. And I think she might be right. Right. Like I love to tell people how amazing my husband is. And I love to tell everybody about these qualities he has, because when I think about telling people how amazing he is, I want women to know, or I don't know, people who like men to know that there are people out here like that. And it's like, we don't hear it enough. We hear the bad qualities of people. We hear um, the negative, but it's like finding the thing you believe or being willing to believe like Elizabeth tells me she has this kind of husband. And it's like, I don't know that he exists for me, but I believe he's like, she has one like that. Therefore there must be also more. And I mean, when we share that, we break open possibility because I work full time and my husband is the the childcare provider. He takes care of the house. He does all of those things. And I am just like, I love that. And he is, he has all of these qualities. If we look at it, like they're kind of feminine and maybe mine are more masculine, but it's like, it works for us so well. And when you think about being in a society where it's like women work and women take, women are supposed to want to nurture children. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And it's like, so when we realize that as a strong woman, you're like, oh, actually there's somebody for everybody. And it's not just that stereotypical. Um, But yeah, I mean, when I take it back, it's like finding something you do believe or leaning on what someone else believes until you can believe it. Right. Yeah. So um, one thing I actually remember you saying, and maybe you don't remember saying this at all, but you were like, getting married was so easy. Like I just like got a husband. (laughs) So tell us more about your very strong dating (laughs) beliefs that you had. I know that's so interesting. Cause I, you know, I like spent a lot of time. So I had my daughter, I had her when I was in high school. So I didn't date. Right. Cause I was a single mom who was going through college. It just wasn't a priority. I was also very, um, judgmental. And so like this one person tried to hook me up with someone and I was like, no, I don't think so. Based on his job, I was like, I look back, I'm like, so sorry. (laughs) But I think about, I met my husband and I just, I mean, they were really simple. I mean, it wasn't easy. We actually broke up a lot because there's a 20 year age gap. And so he had this, like, he was afraid and he was like, you're probably going to leave. I like all those things. Right. He wasn't sure. But I just remember thinking, no, this is the one I want. I like him. And, you know, I mean, I remember he proposed to me. It was, and he was like, um, yeah, we can get married when there's like leaves on the trees. And I was like, okay, April. He's like, there are no leaves on the trees in April. And I was like, 
in Tennessee there are. <laughs> and so I was just constantly like, how do I find the thing I want? And um, yeah, I mean, when I think about my dating thoughts, I'd read a lot of books about dating and I had like prepared myself mentally where I wasn't just reading books about dating though. I was reading books about men and I wanted to understand them. And I wanted to have this idea of like, how can I be a good partner? How can I like balance both? Like where it wasn't just me being good enough for him, but thinking about how do I, how am I in that relationship and how are we going to be together? How can I practice communication? And so when I think about actually having found the person, I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've been ready for this. And yeah, I think the cool thing is when I look back is I could never have known how great he was going to be. Like, I didn't know the things I was even filtering for that I get now. Like he's very attentive. He's very, um, you know, we had completely different jobs when we got married and we had completely different lives. We were both employees and we didn't have any children. We weren't going to have any children. And I remember, cause I, I had my other child, I wasn't going to have any more, but I remember watching him with my child. And I remember listening to him talk about how he was with his nephews. And like, there were just little hints that then led to later, like this man is the most amazing father. I mean, just so involved in there. I mean, he takes them to piano lessons and he like practices with them. And he's like, he's like, I mean, they're it's just every amazing thing. He's like doing art with them. And he's like, yeah, I have to cultivate their minds. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I just like look back at all those little things. So I would say to people who are dating, like there is this element where you don't even know how great he's going to be. And we can hear people tell stories because my mom tells these stories about how she married this man and he was awful, but he was great at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but we need women who are also saying, I married this man who was great. And it actually turns out he's like a thousand times better than I ever thought he was going to be. And we just keep growing better and better. And like, that's possible too. Mm, yeah. And okay. I did not know that you read dating books. I did. Okay. That like makes me so excited. <laughs> that you like actually had that intention of like, I'm going to learn about relationships. I'm going to learn about dating. And also it sounds like you were very upfront with what you wanted. Like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, and to the, to, I don't know, my mother, because again, I kind of told you I'm like driven, but I don't really like to clean. And so I had my own house and I was like lived on my own. And I remember my mother, I was, I wanted to be honest with my husband. I wanted to be like, this is who I am. I'm not going to try and make you think I'm someone else because that's not going to go well for us in the future. So it's like, I never wanted him to think, oh, look at how, like, I didn't want to clean up just for him. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mother apologizing to him. Like, I'm so sorry. My daughter is a slob and she doesn't clean her bathroom. And so my mom would want to like cover it up for me. And I'd be like, don't do it, mom. Like if he doesn't like me the way I am, like we're going to have a problem. <laughs> and so when I think about like, how did I filter for that? My husband loves to clean. He says, and I believe him now, it just takes a couple of minutes. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, you're a weirdo. I don't want to, but now I'm like, oh, it'll just take a few minutes. And I like pick up things. So he's like training me <laughs> to be tidier. Exactly. He's, he's, he's planting seed thoughts for me to pick up and like use, but like, I mean, yeah. And I look at my dad and I think, cause he's in all these relationships and it's never works. And it's like, the thing I've come up with is I think he's lying to them, not mm -hmm. intentionally, but I think he's presenting himself in a way that attracts a type of person rather than really knowing who he is and owning it and accepting it. Right. I just accept 
that mm-hmm. I don't want to nurture children and I don't want to clean the house. I mean, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but like, I don't want those traditional roles and him and I talked about that stuff. And so he's on board with that. He's all on, he's all for like, this isn't gender equality. This is what do we like? This isn't like stuff is equal. It's how do we want it to be? What does this look like for us? And yeah. it doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion is because, because my mom still, of course, is like, she doesn't think I take care of him. I mean, she loves me, but she loves him. And she's always like, oh, let me, let me make this food for you. Cause I know my wife, my, my daughter isn't taking care of him. I'm just like, oh my gosh, mom, <laughs> he's happy. Jeez. We talked about this. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love that so much um, because it kind of shows that difference between if you read those dating books and then you're like, okay, see the action I have to take is to present myself this way and act this way, which I just watched um, Bridget Jones diary again for research purposes. And that's like every rom-com is like, okay, I need to lose 20 pounds and act this way and present myself this way so that I can attract the person that I want versus how like doing the inner work of completely accepting yourself so that you can find somebody who's actually a match for you instead of the version of yourself that you kind of created that you will not be able to maintain for months and years to come with that person. Yep. And I even, I mean, this is going to sound terrible and I probably shouldn't say it's going to be recorded forever, but (laughs) sometimes I think about if I wanted to attract a rich man. Now, the reason I say this is because I live in Indiana. Our ability to be rich in Indiana is significantly different than other people in the country. Right. So it's like a certain amount of money makes us rich, whereas not other people. But I think about like, if I wanted to attract a different demographic, a different, right. Like it's like, I think about movie version of really rich man. They have a boat, they have this job, they work a lot. And I'm always like, no, I'm never going to do that one. But like, just that idea, like what would have to change about me to match up, to create me meeting that man and being a good match. And it's so fun to play with that idea because I think about, I'm like, okay, I need to be in the same places they're in, but it would have to be natural. I couldn't be trying to be there. I couldn't be right. Cause you couldn't sustain that. And you'd be really like mentally uncomfortable. And it's like, when you're in that space, you'd have to have similar ways of thinking. Like I'm picturing a country club and it's like, you'd have to think like I fit in here. This is who I am. These are my friends. Like, I know I haven't met them yet, but right. It's like every bit. And I think about like, I could create meeting a completely different demographic of man who thinks different thoughts, who has a different kind of life. And it's like so fun to play with. Like we can have anything we want. We're just used to getting what's around us and what we're familiar with. And that feels so powerful and creative. Yeah. And I think you can do that for other qualities as well. Like one thing for me is like playfulness and laughter is so important in my friendships and like every mm. relationship that I have. So I was like, where do, where are the funny people? Like I want to meet the funny people. So I went to improv classes and mm. comedy shows. And then I, you meet like one or two funny people and all their friends are funny. And then that like brings in more of those people. And then also I need to let my filter down and like let my jokes come out more and like be my true self and let my true humor come out. So there's, you can kind of focus on like, what is the quality of person I want to bring into my life? Or um, I want to meet somebody who is giving and kind. Okay. Maybe volunteering 
is a good way to meet that person. Or there are just certain things that you can like focus on to try and bring in and also to try to exude because it'll attract those people who are also looking for that same quality in you. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I mean, I could see then where part of your work as a coach is just like, how do I help you see who you are and what you like? Cause when I think about one of the things that makes my husband and I a good match, I'm not sure we have a lot in common, which is kind of a hilarious thing, right? You think you're going to date or marry someone when you have all these things in common, but we have one really big thing in common, which is we value growth. And so when we think about how that looks tangibly, we both read books, we both, um, we both, I mean, there's just that value of growth, but he reads like different kinds of books and, but it's like, yeah, if I wanted to meet someone who values growth, it's like, I might go to lectures or, you know, conferences. And so I love that idea of like picking qualities and figuring out how do I find people who have those? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thinking about the daily work again, a big part of it as well is um, accessing the emotion of it's done, which is something you taught me a lot about as well. So what is that? What is it's done and how do we access that? Yeah. So it's an emotion. So it's going to be a sensation you feel in your body. And I mean, we feel it already, but often we just don't connect to it. And so when we think about, we make dinner and then we're like, dinner is done. And there's just this sense where it's almost like there's a feeling where it's like, there's a, a down feeling and there's like, it's very solid and grounded. And when we do that with a result we want, right. A goal we have, maybe it's to, to find a partner or date, find some, I don't know, whatever they're putting in their possibility line. Right. It's like, there's, there's a point in the future where it's done. And it's like, when you can feel the future done and you just practice feeling it now, because our brains don't know anything about time. So when we are just telling ourselves, like, there's a point in the future where I am married and like, we're, we're totally happy, or I'm in a long-term relationship. Your brain is like, you're in your, you're like, this is done. When you just think that and you practice holding the feeling, the mind will like, let you feel it as though it is done. And so when I think about that segment of the work, it's, it's really future-based thinking. It's taking your mind to the point where it's done and you're just practicing wandering around and like thinking the thoughts you would be thinking there, or that you might think along the way, because you might think along the way when you're dating, like I learned so much about myself in this process and you might feel proud and it's like, when you're thinking about how you've been dating without that, without that extra emotion though, you might start to feel frustrated and annoyed. And so it's like, when you come into this work and you are purposely shaping your thoughts and your feelings to towards that goal, it's like now suddenly you're focusing on how much you've learned and how more like accepting of yourself you are and like clear on, you're like, oh yeah, I dated that guy. And even though I don't want to keep dating him, I'm like, I learned more about what I want and what I don't want. And like, that was an invaluable lesson. And there's a feeling with that thought and it's not always going to be done, but like using done as the point where it reminds your mind to go into the future and like feel those other thoughts, like feelings. And then you're teaching your mind how to feel them now. Yeah. Well, one thing that I do like in terms of my beliefs about my clients is in my daily thought work, I'll imagine them 10 years from now Mm. and they're all in the relationship that they want to be in. 
And what that does then for me is then in our coaching sessions, the energy from which I'm coaching them is very different because I already know like they're going to be in the loving relationship they're looking for, whether it's this week or three months from now or whenever, like that is already done for them. So then I can coach them from a place of calm instead of a place of like, well, I don't know if you're going to do it. And, you know, it just gives me confidence in them. Um, So we can kind of do that for ourselves as well of like, it's already complete. And I'm just, and this, another one that you taught me, it's already done. And I'm just figuring out how future self did it. (laughs) Yes. Cause when I think about that and I think about the visual that everybody could have for this, it's like the idea of done is where if we like had a piece of rope and it's like, we take it from where we are now. And we just like, we connect it to that done place. And it's like, we don't know all the steps, but like, we're just holding on to the rope. And like step-by-step step, we're getting to done. And much like you're saying with that thought, it's like, we don't know, like sometimes the rope got wrapped around a tree and then it kind of mm-hmm. looped a little and you're like, what am I doing over here? And you're like, oh, but I know where I'm going. I know what done is. And of course I never got to know what this process was going to look like. And like, oh, I thought that was the one. And you're like, oh, that wasn't the one. Okay. Well, I'm still holding on to the rope. I must just need to keep going. And I like that visual to done because then it's like, you're always connected. And in our, like, that's part of the thing with our brains is like, when we tell it, there's a string and you're connected to it. You no longer feel like you're floating around. You don't feel like, Oh, who knows if it will ever happen. It's like, no, I'm attached to my space of done. And I I get there. How do I know? Cause I'm attached and I'm not going to stop until I do. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep creatively figuring out what might that look like? And that's such a different experience of the process. I love that image. Um, that's really helpful for like always feeling connected to our goal and just taking those little steps at a time, um, which is actually the last question of the thought work. It's not all mindset. It's not all thoughts <laughs> and emotions. The last question of the mindset work is, so by the time you get to the last question, you're feeling different. You're feeling possibility. You're remembering your goal. You're 1% believing more that it's possible that you can do it. You've overcome some of your mind's objections to it, all of that stuff. So by the end, it's like, okay, from this place, what is one action I can take today towards, right? So um, tell me a little bit about like how you decide what is the action I take. Yeah. I think as you're already in the space, if we think about, we already like, we remembered our goal, which is we remembered what our rope was tied to. We thought from the future. When I think about that next step, it actually, I mean, maybe, you know, ahead of time, the things you're going to do, but just deciding what's in line with that goal, your brain's already going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no special answer. And you know, if it's like, if it's in business, you might be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go create a post or I'm going to do this other thing I needed to do. But if it's in dating, it might be like, I'm going to go check my profile or I'm going to take a new picture. Or I'm going to, I don't know what, right. Find another place to meet people. But it's, it's a fun thing. Cause your mind, you can just trust your brain to know the answer because you're in that thought and feeling space. And it's like, then your willingness to just like, well, what's my creative idea? What sounds fun? And then you just go try it. And then like the very worst, if you did the daily work for 365 days a year, you'd be like, you know what? I showed up to my goal 365 times. I took action towards it every single day, even in a small way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when we think about that from an action standpoint, it's like, obviously something is going to change. You're going to change. 
your results are going to change. How could they not? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to tell you, so you were interested in how I kind of apply it specifically to dating. Um, So first of all, one reason why we really want to change our thoughts and feelings before we're taking a bunch of action in dating is um, something that I describe to my clients is like when you go online and you're in a negative state, you're thinking men are awful and they don't want relationships. They just want casual and relationships all end anyways. And it's really hard and I'm not getting anywhere. You're in this negative mindset. Then you go on the app and everybody gets ugly. It's like a really weird thing, but like when you're in a negative state and you go on the app, it's like, no, 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 just like no to everybody. Mm. Um, So that's why we want to change our mindset first. And then um, I had one client who in her possibility statement, the first step, she would always write, it's possible for me to have a fun and funny time Mm. on this next date. And with that intention, like it's amazing over three months, I could just, like, she was saying, I'm having so much fun, which is definitely not the case initially. Um, So you can really put anything that you want in there in terms of the experience that you want to have, the goal that you want to create, how you want to feel about yourself. Um, So it's really powerful work. And thank you for introducing me to it. Yeah. And I think it's so cool to get to see how you're then using it in dating because that makes so much sense. If someone says, I want to have a fun time, it's like their future-based thought is going to probably be them imagining themselves at dinner, laughing with this person, thinking the thought, this is so fun. I'm glad I met him. It has nothing to do with he's a great fit long-term, but it's like, I'm having a good time here. I'm glad I'm doing this. And it just makes the whole thing more fun. So thank you for, for sharing with me that you're using this in dating. Cause I think this was a fun way to see something I created in one angle and like a whole nother way that it gets to help people. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope to keep in touch. Thanks Amber.